there. Good morning. Welcome to the Could Have Been Champions. I'm Jeff Richardson. Good to have you listening. Mm. It's good morning to Greg Champion. Mm. Football. And funny game. Billy Baxter. Hello, Jeffy. Hello, listeners. Hello, colleagues. And good morning to Torch McGee. Uh, yes, good morning, Richard. And good morning to everyone listening out there. Hello, Torch. And good morning to you, Ian Coleman. Uh, good morning, uh, colleagues, footy fans. Welcome. Mm. Um, look, football is Hello, better boss. than it's ever been. Um, it's. I really don't want to seem like I'm cavilling or I've got sour grapes or yeah. it's, you know, something that's not quite perfect in the world of football. Mm. But you know what? Whenever there's games on in WA, mm. and uh, often when they're, especially when they're on at night, so you're in the car, you're mm. listening to the game, the game ends, and you want to hear the wrap-up. So mm-hmm. naturally you're listening to Grandstand, mm. but... <laughs> You can go from grandstand to any one of the others. Mm. Somehow or other, whoever they gather in the uh, the commentary box for WA games. <laughs> it, it, look, the ABC is not not alone in this. It, <laughs> you know, I've had enough of them, so I'll try try the others. Then I'll try and, and end up switching it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there, I must have, there must have been about twenty people, all, mm. all told, mm. who could only talk about one thing: yeah. the Eagles. Mm. Oh, the, the calls were—they were taking calls from the West, weren't they? Oh, I didn't stay for long enough until I started but taking the calls. Actual, the actual experts uh, were casting a very you're, you're fine ex, eye. Your experts just looking at what had transpired during the evening and what it meant for the future. Uh, and, oh, and, and unlistenable! As soon as someone rang in, did say. Oh yeah, dogs. I'm a dogs fan. Yeah, disappointed. Oh, you know, because we, uh, you know, we missed a f- quite a few goals. We should have kicked special comments, men. Oh, so did the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact, that is it. That is that is it. Look, oh, look, it's only round eight, but you know what? If you look at what the Eagles have got in prospect, I think you know if they can get if get a top four finish, they've only got a win over here. Uh, Everyone well, goes on about how they look, struggle at the MCG. Well, you know they don't have to play there very often. Well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you. In fact, well, one, of, one of them trotted out the stats mm. for the last. 18 games since, you know, June the 23rd last year. <laughs> had, had, had the old Jeff Christian Folder oh, said, uh, said they've, uh, they've played a, uh, here for 14 wins and one loss. <laughs> and, I heard that. And, and, and away from here, uh, away from here, you know, one win, four losses at the MCG, one loss. I think that was the point where I switched the car radio. Yeah, yeah, off. Same. I just had enough. So now it's not for us to allege parochialism. No. Uh, and Adelaide. It was just an observation. Adelaide may, no allegation. may be the same in that regard. Yeah. And who knows? Victoria may be the same. Yeah. Perhaps. No, I, this no, is where I differ, di- Chance, because you have that same experience listening to games yeah. in Adelaide well, and you're stuck in the car and yeah. that you get to the after match analysis. I, Adelaide. It, no. Well, no? It, 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 well, the, the, the West Australians just take got, it to a got, whole new level. I, yeah. I think it must. I think it's, there's a ratio of distance, yeah. distance from yeah. Melbourne yeah. to parochialism. To parochialism. Look, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> Do you think they're, they're in a new you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't. You get it more in GWS than you do in, in the eastern suburbs of oh. Sydney. The, the uh, entire. Uh, where they play? They don't play the Sublago Media Centre. Yeah. The, the the ghost of George Grilliam. <laughs> oh, yes. The one thing I, I will give them, it, it, and from what, what I could hear last night, was there wasn't a lot of 
sort of blaming Eastern States umpires no, 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 no. for Josh mm. Kennedy missing shots at goal yeah. or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, but, anyway, Which in the olden days, that's what would have happened. And they could have put this all to bed very quickly by just putting one call into Billy Baxter mm. and saying, I've given you the 14-1 record here at the WACA. <laughs> now, what is it, the Sue Blanco? But Billy Baxter... Yes, How do the Eagles go at the MCG? Oh, traditionally not very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've had one go there this yeah. year and got mm. beaten by Hawthorne. By yeah. No, they, 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 they had another go. Richmond. They, got they had Richmond. another go and they got beaten by Richmond. Yeah. And Norton yeah. too. Yeah. Hey, anyway. now, the umpires would have been caught on the horns of a yeah. dilemma last night. Oh, why? Well, because, you know, that um, traditionally they pay freeze in at Subiaco because it's a hometown venue mm-hmm. and they make all that noise. But then again, you know, we know that the Bulldogs are their pets and yeah. uh, they, look, yeah. they like looking after the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, I in fact, the Bulldogs got more free kicks. Oh, anyway, well, yeah. well uh, for all that parochialism, good luck to them. They played very well, mm-hmm. and you know they're six and two and all that. But uh, you can have I just to win the grand final on the MCG? That's oh, a good point. Yeah, point, yeah and, and that will give them something to bang on about. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> have, have pulled it off a couple of times. Yeah, yeah don't you? Bet. <laughs> good luck to them. Yeah, well, that's when they had a stateside <laughs> playing for them. Yeah, you've just opened up some old wounds oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, anyway. But, the best thing was, can mm. we just backtrack? Mm. I can tell you more keen to hear about my expedition last Saturday. Oh, yes. Where'd you go? Because yeah, while we're talking yes. parochialism, that's WA, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> oh, yes. young Andy's going to Adelaide this right. afternoon. Oh. Aren't you, Andy? Why would you do that? He's going to watch the Demons oh. play. Oh, now I understand. Yeah. Oh, but uh, <laughs> So what tips have you got? For him, Ian, for the the Victorian based supporter travelling interstate. Well, I didn't go to. I've never been to Adelaide, but no, I, no, went, but I went to the Gold Coast, and I, it's a shame I went because I would <laughs> because I would have liked to listen on the radio and see whether the Gold Coast experts are as parochial. Of course not. Bad no, they wouldn't even know. <laughs> um, they haven't played finals at the MCG yet. What happened? Oh, can on I tell you trip? something? I got on the plane mm-hmm. to fly up there, and clearly in the two hours on the plane, a lot changes in the football world. Because, I get off the plane yes. and there are messages galore. One just said, wow. So yeah. I've just watched North kick 10 goals to nothing <laughs> against Adelaide. Yeah. Well, I'm going through the terminal. I'm in taxis. I'm talking to people on the streets of Cavill yeah. Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'll tell you something now. Yeah. When North Melbourne kicks 10 goals forward to the Adelaide nothing, a million people on the Gold Coast don't, don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. When the Gold Coast beats Geelong by 23 points, a million people on the Gold Coast don't, yeah, don't care. <laughs> I, I had, I'll tell you something now. I'll tell you for free. Talking of for free, you go out to Carrara and you watch the footy and afterwards you get the bus back to Broadbeach and you get the bus for free. Really? Oh, really? Isn't that if nice? you've been to the footy. Yeah. Isn't that nice? I then had to get a bus from Broadbeach to Tweed Heads. It's very late in the night. Oh, you had to cross the state border. Yeah. I said to the bus Were you, were you stopped and searched at the border? Oh, yeah. Had, we had to actually stop short of the border and eat our fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that was always a ritual. So, so uh, I said to the bus driver, let's uh, go to Twitter. He, he said, I said, how much? He goes, oh, you've been to the footy? I thought, oh, he's not going to ask me how the cats went. <laughs> He said, he said, you made the footy? I go, yeah. He goes, well, you get it for free. Oh. Another even, free even trip. Even the Tweed Heads. Even the So I get the Tweed Heads, and I've got to get a taxi from Tweed Heads across the river mm-hmm. to where I'm staying on the north coast of New South Wales. Taxi driver, 
been to the footy? I thought, oh, free tax. <laughs> <laughs> it's and a I, double. And I go, yeah, yeah. And the meat is running at this stage. And he straight away goes, you're on my team out of win. I said, you're a Gold Coast supporter. He goes, no, Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> he Driving cabs and he doesn't even barrack for them. It's just Victoria relocated oh, look, up there. So clearly, this is this is the template for yeah. Shanghai. Yeah, and Koshi needs to have a look at this <laughs> because now, did did you leave the hotel at any point? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you eat the food? Yes. Didn't drink, so it, so didn't it, drink the wine. No. So it can be done. So, so all all of these absurd strictures yeah. we've seen around what what they, if, when they go to Shanghai. If I can't remember whether it's the Gold Coast or Port or both, but they're not meant to leave the hotel. No, Gold Coast they're not, aren't going. They're not allowed to eat anything. Mm. And what else do they have how, to worry about? Air quality. How is the air? Oh, the air. They're not allowed to breathe. How's the air, the air quality on the Gold Coast? Oh, magnificent. Well, look, couldn't be better. This is our social media question for the morning. Taking a leaf out of Koshy's book, mm. if you are, you know, an Adelaide supporter going down to Tasmania, perhaps as you didn't last week, champs, yeah. or if you're a Geelong supporter going yeah. to the Gold Coast, or if today, oh, Andy. Or there's young Andy and all of his friends and family going over to watch Melbourne play the Crows. What if what what advice would Koshy have for them about mm. all the things they should not do? <laughs> yeah. what, it, what you so oh. that, that's our social media yeah. question for the morning. Pick the venue, whether it's Perth. Hobart, Adelaide, Gold Coast, wherever strange, dangerous, mm. and scary places you might go. Things to avoid. Yeah, well, things, wow. that, things that you make sure that you don't do. Because mm. we know that if you go to play footy in China, you, you're not allowed to breathe, eat. Mm. Or, there's one other thing. I'll oh, oh, leave yeah. the hotel. Yeah. Mm. I, so, I don't think you leave the hotel in Launceston. <laughs> <laughs> so can you go, go to the Twitter, the yeah. Facebook, the email, the, the text. You can find it all by going to couldhavebeens.com.au, couldhavebeens.com.au. And uh, we want uh, Koshy's advice. For um, uh, uh, dangerous venues like Perth, like the Gold Coast, is, is, like Adelaide. Has is, Jared uh, is gone to call the game over? Who's doing it? Is Grandstand doing the game? No. Andy's saying no to both Coast oh. questions. Yeah. Well, see, clearly they took Koshy's advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's right. Boss, can I ask a question? Yes. Um, in, a, in a day and age where state governments are decrying the failure of the public transport system to turn a profit, mm-hmm. who's underwriting these free <laughs> bus tickets? That's a very good question. Is it the AFL who oh, have said to I wouldn't no. be surprised. SA Transport. No. It's, it's the meter I mean, maids. I, the meter maids have collected so much money. Over this. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Gill had been driving one of the buses. Quite frankly, it was doing, doing an impression of, of um, Reg Varney. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you never know. Koshi yeah. might have a bit of apologising to do. He might get up yeah, there yeah, to yeah. Shanghai and find it's the same deal. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be heading down to the Bund Look. and, the, and the, the bloke selling the Rolex watches and say, have you been to the footy? This one's on me. Hey, uh, Gill would be driving the Shanghai bus, I've got little doubt. Andy, Andy, when you went to the Gold Coast, did Melbourne beat the Gold Coast? Did they ever? Did they? Yeah. About eighty points. Oh, gee, you must have had a good night. It was the greatest night. Mm. Was it? Did you go on the bus? Yes. Was it free? It was. If, so even if they lose, the it bus was, was free. It was free into um, Broad, Beach. Broad Beach, and then it was free all the way down back to where we were staying near the airport. Yeah, yeah, down Coolangatta Way. But can't people just say they've been to the footy and get free transport? Isn't it? Open to exploitation. No. You have to, oh, have, you have to get tickets. That's dumb. Well, of course, but everything's open to interpretation, Billy. So you, entry into the not. football is when you Billy. when you cut open a hole in the fence. Billy is going to fly to the Gold Coast <laughs> just to get a free bus. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs>
Uh, so do you think? Well, I used to didn't. They used to have the train that went out to um, the Olympic Park in Sydney. Used to be free for football fans, didn't it? You could really. I think so. Yes. But the train that went to Waverley. No way. <laughs> yeah, that was free. <laughs> the train between Geelong and Melbourne was free. Well, for you, for me. <laughs> Anyway, he had a good time when he went there. But every time I go to the state game now, the cats get beaten. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nice night. You feel like you're going to a big bash game when you go out. Everyone's in shorts. And... <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> no, one, so no one cares even if their no. team wins. No, I went to the Gold Coast souvenir shop mm-hmm. to look at things, and they got all the T-shirts and Gold Coast pyjamas and that. Mm-hmm. They've actually got a Gold Coast ski jumper. Now, uh, is it any good? Well, it's this yellow thing with a big red snowflake sort of thing on it. As, as if anyone on the Gold Coast even seen snow. <laughs> That's for when they play Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I think I want one. What, what's on the Gold Coast pyjamas? Mm. Oh, just a lovely, they're red, red um, yellow and blue stripes. And, any, any, uh, and they were only about 20 bucks. Any Gold Coast board shorts? No, I might have been. Uh, I got distracted by the, the well, ski jumper. They'll all be on sale in Shanghai tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's just, a, just reiterating our social media question oh. for the morning. We'll go through the best of them and uh, and give you the best of the best after the news at 11. But it's uh, if you are travelling to somewhere other than Shanghai, um, Launceston, GWS. Hobart. <laughs> yeah, where is GWS? What, whatever it is, give us Koshy's advice of things to not do. Can I just give you one other f- final story on my Gold Coast Carrara experience? Yeah. There is a little touch of the, the ghost of Christopher Scase at Carrara. Good. Because there should be a statue well, of him. We had a couple of uh, friends in our entourage who had their 11-year-old boys with them, uh, Henry and Henry. And... Uh, they we were in some you know official dinner thing, so the, the the boys were sent outside, and we a very nice fellow, Jono, was looking after our table. Said, Jono, can we get something for the the kids outside? You know, just some fish and chips. Certainly, we'll get some fish and chips for them. The Gold Coast Sun's interpretation of fish and chips to eleven year old boys: two plates of oysters. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Did Henry and Henry eat them? One of the Henrys ate them all. <laughs> the walrus and the carpenter. There you go. And who That's said hospitality is not You're is with gone. the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Local Radio. We will be back right after this with footy songs from Greg Champion. You got the ABC News Online has all your daily news. We have to be competitive. The breaking headlines. 260 kilometres an hour. World news. I am your voice. Plus health, technology, entertainment, culture and business news. ABC News. Online and on mobile at abc.net.au slash news. These are your could-a-beans. And that's us. Thanks, so. Oh, sorry if my voice is a bit croaky today. Oh, it sounds right to me. I'm blaming the Lilydale Football and Netball Club. Oh. Where we had a wonderful time last night. Hello to everyone at the Lilydale. In fact, wonderful doesn't really cover it. No, good trip. I want to say hello to Merle, yeah. Nancy, yeah. Betty, Betty, and Vicky. And Vicky. Yeah. The boys. And Jody. And Jody. The girls certainly run the world out uh, there. There's a lot of things out at the Lilydale Football and Netball Club. Can't list them all, but there's two that would be of interest to you, Billy. Yeah. Amazingly, and it's an astonishing thing. I hope it catches on. All their line markings on the ground, like the goal square, the circle in the middle, mm. the boundary line, everything, not white, blue. Mm. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Is yeah. that to support a, a charity? Yeah, they did a Beyond Blue Day one day. Uh, and they liked it so much they've kept it going for three or four years. Oh, magnificent. Yeah. And the other thing, it's right next to the Lilydale Station. Mm. And there's this big cyclone wire fence down <laughs> along the side. But that would appeal to but, me. <laughs> and just in behind the grandstand, there's a hole in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> when did you go to Lilydale? <laughs> I know that. I know all the holes in the fences <laughs> in Victoria. Not so much interstate. Well, Lily Dale was a great visit, but I also visited uh, Old Maz Footy Club oh, yesterday. Did you? Yeah. The Mazinods. Yeah. yeah. That's Jared's alma mater. Yes. yes. And I got one of the gentlemen next to me at the table to give me the premiership table, the hierarchy of Catholic schools in Greater Melbourne. Oh. You can name them from the top Xavier. One. St. Kevin's. Two. And then you draw a line. St. Bernard's. Because after that line, mm. that was APS. Oh, okay. Now you draw the line. Well, St. Bernard's didn't come in. No, I th- St. Bernard's aren't APS? No. no we, we drew a line after oh, the first after two. The APS. Oh, I got rid of them. Okay. All right. Yeah, right. Now we go to the big grade. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, perhaps in no particular order, St. Bernard's were in the six. There's six of them. Mm. Carry on. Marsland. Thank you. Uh, no, Marcelin didn't get in his six. Dela, Dela, Dela was the first named. Kerry, mm. Kerry, the yeah, Baptist. Wrong yeah. religion, oh, Billy. Really. St. Bede's. <laughs> yeah, St. Bede's didn't get in this. St. Group. Patrick's Ballarat. Well, they were named. <laughs> Not so metropolitan. Maz, old Maz. Yeah, Maz, because they're in big right? Yeah. Uh, he named parade. Parade is. Yeah. St. Bernard's. Yes. White Friars. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's changed. Do they have an old boys? Yes, they yeah. do. And he named a provincial side, but it wasn't St. Pat's and Ballarat. Who? Monovay. St. Joey's? Yeah, St. Joey's. Oh, yeah, in Geelong. Yeah. Uh, because uh, does St. Pat's have an old boys? Yes, oh, they, I yeah. think they do. Oh, they have that. In the ammo side? No. No. All right. And it just shows you how it's changed, because when I went to school, yep. we had an old boys. And now they're completely gone defunct and uh, have never to be resurrected. CBC St Kilda. Mm. In those days, we were the dominant team. In were you? Yeah, but not mm. anymore. No. Oh, are all those schools um, one single gender schools? Are they? Or are they gone co-ed? Good question. Uh, You've I, stumped the uh, panel, Billy. Oh, <laughs> I would say that they are still single. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're all standalone clubs yeah. because they're all linked to another all um, female uh, school. For when they had their social yeah, yeah, right. sister yeah. schools, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember what I know. Whitefriars is or was uh, Scion, I think. Scion. Well, Xavier does a lot of stuff with Genzano. Very nuanced about all of this, aren't we? You are listening to Could Have Been Champions, who once talked football. Well, now that now that universities are taking over football grounds all over Australia, why not keep the education theme going? Well, we'll push on with the songs. A number of listeners, I'll name them, were on the theme of insufficient intent. Yeah, that is the buzz term of the week. Bowser from Barranduda. Hello, Bowser. Where's Barranduda, Richo? Don't know. No, neither do I. Uh, Paddy from Reservoir, Simon McDonald, Peter Francis, and Doug Long. Uh, we all had a crack mm. at this. Shall we well, sing when, too? Oh, yeah, but later. Well, when you're down the back line, you're trying to clear the ball. Beware of all the 
danger zone. You hear the umpy call, he'll say, insufficient intent, insufficient intent. Your intent's not sufficient at all. You think you're doing the right thing. The game is hard enough. Yeah, they're defending, but the umpy's cut up rough. You're ping for insufficient intent. Insufficient intent. Your intent was not good enough. If you think your intent is well between the lines, it may still be insufficient. Cause the umpies read your minds. Beware of insufficient intent. Insufficient intent. They're out to get you every time. That hook again. Insufficient intent. Insufficient intent. They're out to get you every time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really mean it. Well, I reckon, Richard, they must have sacked the mind-reading coach. Because <laughs> the, the, the interpretation changed in, completely. In, but also, the song got went down the wrong track in the very first line when it said, when you're on the back line. Because uh, the, the game-deciding one last last Saturday night at Eddie had was in the forward line, pocket. That's right. <laughs> But the, um, last night they didn't pay it at all. They just completely. Oh, completely well, obviously about the it. players have learned yeah. to, to have an intent. <laughs> no, they just changed their mind. <laughs> yeah, they've changed their mind. And here's another one on the same topic uh, that I sent in. Uh, oh, well, if the poor player hasn't got enough to ponder. Uh, the rules keep a changing, it's a gotta make you wonder. Deliberate rush behind, it's causing torment, but there's something else causing even more argument. When the arm blows his whistle, says, I got you out then. I'm busting you, son, for insufficient intent. Try that again. The ump blows his whistle, says, I caught you out then. He says, I'm busting you, son, for insufficient intent. Ah, oh, well, they played the game of footage since old times. In the back and holding the ball, they are the crimes. Around the neck and holding the man are outlawed But the modern games are changing, son, and that is for sure Cause the sheriff can lock you up any time when he says I'm busting you, son, for insufficient intent We'll have this by next time The sheriff can lock you up any time when he says I'm busting you, son, for insufficient intent A few more shots and we'll have that ride go and we'll move to another subject and a subject that is polarizing our listeners and our listeners are going to couldhavemens.com.au and they're sending their ditties and they're sending them in record numbers every week currently and this week uh, we have uh, we are getting songs about uh, the uh, hawks fortunes ah. uh, uh, this one has a set when plans. you said polarize but what, what do we think the two poles might be here they come Richard <laughs> Richard, <laughs> open the door, Richard. Rod, Rod, Rob Clancy shows a sense of humour about it. Hello, Rob. Uh, not all listeners are necessarily 
showing the same thing, but some are. And I, I suspect Rob's a Hawks fan. Yeah, they had a win last week <coughs> against Melbourne. What are you doing? Don't even ask. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, I saw the worrying signs as I passed by Glen Ferry. La 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 la. I saw the dwindling midfield and loss of all hope. La 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 la. There go the hawkers. They're sitting in 16th. The slide is a slippery slope. Everybody. Premiership window. Brisbane Bears Kenneth says Clarko should go to bring back Arias One more chorus Premiership window Where oh where did that go No one cares They're playing like Brisbane Bears Kenneth says Clarko should go, so bring back Arias. Tag that. Kenneth says Clarko should go, so bring back Arias. Now, Hawthorne are playing the Bears today. Yeah. Uh, stadium, difficult to d- divine stadium. Mm. The AFL official fixture says that the game is being played at US. US. Yeah, one, yeah, one in China and one in the US. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't mentioned the US in the past as much. Though. University of Tasmania Stadium, is it in not? Lo- in Lonnie. So. Uh, Didn't it we look it just gets shortened to US. It's mm. York Park. Yeah. They're playing uh, at York Park. Mm. Okay, uh, somebody wrote this week, and I forget whom, and suggested, oh yeah, somebody pointed out that but the term butter up mm-hmm. was heard the listener claimed a dozen times last weekend that butter up I heard it myself. Did you? Yeah. So the listener said, time for uh, the build me up buttercup ditty, (laughs) the butter up ditty. I hadn't heard it for years. But it's it's obviously back. Yeah, well, I think maybe channeling channeling Lou, because I think Lou used to use butter up a bit. Where does it come from? Butter's up again. Yeah. You do wonder what the term. I think I think up. butters up got displaced by second effort. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but, how did butter get into the, the yeah, concept? Because it's all very well to say butter up again. When did they butter up the first no, time? Well, you don't butter up again. You oil necessary. You just butter up. Mm. Butter up. No. The again is sort of redundant. Nah, they've got all these other things. They're like, don't argue and mm. selling the candy. Just oh, yeah. get the butter up back for goodness' sake. And that's what the song says. Yeah. And Greg Tuck actually gave the, Hello, gave the original idea, everybody. Why don't they butter up, butter up anymore, baby? Now they structure up, structure up. But whatever happened to up the guts, up the guts, and selling the dummy and mongrel punch, mongrel punch, and stacks on the mill, bring it back, bring it back. The old-fashioned lingo, taken one week at a time. Butter up, butter up, bring the old footy talk back. Now they talk about gut runners, leg speed, and all of that guff. Come on, enough's enough. Forget fat sides, quarterbacks playing a role. Shots on goal, bring back the sausage roll. Hey, hey, hey. Pinch hitters, forget that stuff. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Get out and man them up. 
get out and have a dip, get out and kick it back, get B.O.G. Everybody, why don't they butter up, butter up anymore, baby? Now they structure up, structure up. Whatever happened to up the guts, up the guts, selling the dumby and mongrel punts, sex on the mill, bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> Old-fashioned lingo, taken one week at a time. Butter up, butter up, bring the old footy talk back. And another bit. You got to lower your eyes, keep breaking the lines, and what's more, you got to kick to touch. Hey, hey, you got leadership groups closing out matches. Yeah, well, it's all too much. Hey, 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 frontal pressure, spare us, boys. Kick long bombs down to Royce. Give me the coat hanger. Give me the ball burster. Keep it real. Why don't they butter up, butter up anymore, baby? Now they structure, structure up. up. Whatever happened to up the guts? Up the guts. Selling the dummy and mongrel punch. mongrel punch. Stacks on the mill, bring it back. Bring it back. Old-fashioned lingo, taken one week at a time. Butter up, butter up. Bring the old footy talk back. And in fact, if you go to your uh, copy of the Could Have Been Champions, big fu- bumper footy book from 1990, there was some photographic representation of what some of those expressions meant. Now, oh. our old mate Steve Marshall was the model, and he had a had a pound of Western Star butter in one hand, <laughs> <laughs> illustrating how to butter up. And it's all there. Now, no more calls. Thank you yep. for everybody. Greg, Baron Duda. Mm, where is it? It's just outside of Wodonga. Oh, we need it. Uh, in Victoria, yeah, well, yeah. Well, if it was, yeah. if it was, if it was, be outside New South Wales, you'd say it was just outside of Albury. Of course, you would. So I think uh, that sorts that one out. We'll be going to <laughs> Albury to, to perform as a quarter beans, and which reminds me, that's that's up country, and today's the big country footy match at the G. And in the second hour of the program, we'll be talking to the inventor, the man who invented the country game, Sheeds, and uh, Brendan McCormick from Leather Poison will be joining us, and Lisa Caddo talking about women's footy. Yeah, now it 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 is the the country game mm, between yep. Essendon and Geelong at at the MCG, but also uh, not just in the country, but all around the leagues. A lot of a lot of the comps are having their their interleague representative games mm. this weekend. Mm. It, it's happening yes. all over the place, and uh, Steve Rees is coaching Kyabraman District. They're playing against the Golden Rivers Footy League at Murrabit today, mm. and Steve joins us online now. Good morning. Steve, welcome to the Kudabans. Good morning, boys. G'day, mm. Steve. Who do you coach uh, when you're not coaching a representative side? Uh, generally, uh, I, I coach Murchison for three years in the Cobraman uh, District League and uh, then went up to the Golden Rivers League and coached Quamatook and uh, this year having a uh, having a year off of doing the interleague job for the KDL. Oh, so they've got you in as a, a spy with <laughs> Intel. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll have a little bit of inside knowledge there, but um, you know, come come two o'clock Saturday, that uh, it's good to have a little bit of knowledge, but it doesn't uh, count for everything, does it? That's right. Well, there hasn't been some koshy type protest. I mean, he, he didn't want the Suns wearing their red jumper. They haven't. A, they're not. The Golden Rivers are quite happy for you to be coaching against them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no problems there. No, no koshy style protest. <laughs> and. and uh, from your experience coaching it up that way, and 
the Murrabit ground. You would have been there before? Yeah, have been there before, boys. Yeah, uh, lovely ground. Lovely ground. Um, not a whole lot at Murrabit, mm-hmm. uh, but, lo- but lovely ground and, uh, and good facilities. I'm sure it'll be in good nick today. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're, play- you're not a playing coach, obviously, Steve. No, well, well past that, well past that stage, boys. When, when you did play, tell us who you played for. Uh, let's go back. Uh, started started my career in the seniors uh, with Violet Town, yep. um, and then went into the uh, KDL. Played uh, coach Dad Mona for a few years, and um, yeah, then, then then went into went into coaching after that. Once I retired in the early two thousand, you're a journeyman. Mm. <laughs> Genuine journeyman, but, uh, Steve. F- coaching the rep side, yeah. it's, it's a very special and different thing to the week to week of being being a, a club coach. It, 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 I've got the feeling it must be a lot more enjoyable. It is. It is. You get to you get to concentrate on uh, on the one game. The only downside is you only have one game to prove yourself. Hmm. <laughs> you, you can't come out the next week and uh, rectify what you've done wrong. But now, look, it's a great experience and. Uh, and the boys have really embraced the uh, the challenge ahead. They've um, you know loved representing or going to represent today mm-hmm. the Kyabram District Footy League. We had a team tea and all last night at a meeting, and the boys are ready to go. And um, yeah, it is. It's a good. It's a, it's a nice honour to uh, to coach the league. Tremendous. And Steve, were you involved in assembling the squad? Because there's always difficulties with these representative sides. Because the key word is representative, and uh, it'd be yeah. nice if all the clubs could be represented. But you also want to put the best possible side on the field. That you do. That you do. And yes, I was involved in the in the selection process. Um, but look, as any of these interleague things go, it doesn't matter what level it is, um, that you're never ever going to get your best side out there. There'll always be unavailabilities. There'll always be injuries. Um, so, you know, um, the squad we have today, we're, we're very pleased with, albeit there could be six to eight guys that we would love to have in there. Um, but unfortunately, that's the way it goes. So, and is it broadly representative, Steve? Is, is yes, everyone is, yes. from the league got someone in? Not everybody, no, oh. no. But there was a couple there that aren't represented purely through injury. So, um, but I think nine clubs are represented out, out of the out of the twelve. So um, that, that that's fairly good. I would have thought. How do they work out who you play? Is there a sort of rotation system? Uh, there's a ranking system, I think. Um, how it all works, and they had a, a lot of, oh, not a lot, but I think seven or eight leagues dropped out of interleague this year. Mm-hmm. So I think we're 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 thirty versus thirty one at the moment. Um, it's just on a ranking system. If we win today, then we will go on and we will play uh, in the twenty seven twenty eight game next year, and so on and so on. If you the higher ones lose, they drop down the rankings. That's how it works. Steve, are there any names in your uh, side that we'd know? Any uh, former AFL players or it's all uh, locals? Uh, no, no, there's no uh, former AFL players in there uh, this year, but um, maybe one that uh, Geelong supporters may know, uh, Gavin Exel. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, he's not playing. No, 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 <laughs> no, but he's... Uh, he, he had a he had a distinguished career with Geelong, and his mm-hmm. two boys, uh, Jaden and Jack, are both inside today. Oh, so uh, how do they go? Very well, oh. very well. Are they goal kickers like Gavin? Uh, Jack is. Uh, Jaden will play down back, but Jack is. He's uh, very exciting to watch. Jack. Oh, there's one to watch. Mm. Okay, father and son. Here we come. And if if you win today, 
Yes. What song do you sing after the game? That's a bloody good question. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I have no idea, but um, let's just say if we get a win today, the uh, the beers will taste a little sweeter on the way home. I was going to ask, actually, do you have a function after the game? No, we don't have a function uh, after the game. We, um, we, we, we'll we hang around there for an hour, and then we've got a fair journey home, so... Yeah, it's a hike, we'll, isn't it? Uh, we'll stop at a local establishment there somewhere and then have a meal uh, on the way mm. home and uh, a few frothies, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll enjoy a trip. Uh, and, and so, did you have many training sessions? Uh, we had three. Yeah, so they got a bit of yep. travel to come to training for this, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we obviously we trained down our way, but even that in itself, with um, you know Melbourne-based guys and. And guys mm. going to uni, that gets a little tough as well to get everybody to training. But, um, no, look, they, they, they did a good job. Well, uh, one, the only thing you failed to do was practice a song, Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you, you can, like we need to practice it. Oh, you, you okay, son, will do. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or yeah, sing. Do. Well, there you go. That's, a, that's an Aussie icon. That'll do it. Well, if you've got nine clubs represented, just work your way through all their songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's something on the list for next year, Steve. Look, uh, it's obviously a challenge for everyone involved. And as you said, you know, some of the leagues are finding it a bit difficult to just <laughs> continue to participate in these, yep. these rep comps. And they're a very important part of footy. So win or lose, I hope everyone involved just has a tremendous... Tremendous day today, Steve. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what it's all about, isn't it? Country footy. We yeah. uh, yeah. represent our represent our league and make sure that we have a wonderful experience and enjoy ourselves into the bargain. I'm sure our boys will do that. Uh, and the jumper. Did we get the jump? What's the jumper look like? Uh, very much Adelaide Crows. Oh, oh, that sounds terrific, Steve. <laughs> it's a good looking jumper. Yeah, it is a good looking jumper. Thanks a lot, Steve, and have a tremendous day. No worries at all. Thanks, boys. All right. Steve yeah, Rees, who's coaching Kyabron District Footy League against Golden Rivers in the rep game today. And, and two of the leagues are playing the curtain raiser to the Geelong Essendon yeah. game yes. at the G. Yeah, yes. uh, Geelong and Mornington Peninsula. Yeah. Mm. And if you want to follow the interleague games today, it, it's all going to be a live feed off countryfootyscores.com. Okay. So you can just jump jump onto www.countryfootyscores.com and, and you'll be able to able to follow all of the interleague games all the way around. Mm. Now's a good time to hit the phones for the quiz. one three hundred triple two seven seven four. Dial now. one three hundred. Triple two seven seven four, and get in the queue for the quiz. But right now we're talking leather poisoning, and we're going back to April nineteen ninety two. Fitzroy were playing Adelaide, and uh, Brendan McCormick, who played forty four games for the Roys and then another twelve for the Bears, had the ball. 44 times mm. during that game and came away with the three Brownlow votes. Brendan joins us on the line now. Welcome to the Could Have Beans, Brendan. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, how well do you remember that game? Oh, look, I, uh, I remind the kids and uh, <laughs> quite often, um, but I think they're well and truly over it. So, uh, uh, look, I've got a, a, a video of it. I'll try and sit down with the kids and show them, but uh, I think they're well and truly, as I said, over Is it. the video on VHS or have you got it on DVD? Oh, it, it was VHS and I've had it converted. The old man, uh, all my games converted, so... Yes, and so, uh, so I think they're worn out. So the kids, do the kids have to sit down and mark down the forty-four possessions? <laughs> well, actually, to be honest with you, when I got the videotape, I uh, I thought, no, nah, that couldn't be possible because there was a couple of players who looked the same in Paul Broderick and Matthew Armstrong. So I had to go back through and just 
yeah. count them myself to make sure that that did happen. So, yes. Uh, no, but I haven't made the kids sit there and, and count through it. They're like their dad that struggled getting past 10. Well, we've, we've got you down for 25 kicks and 19 handballs. Yes, yes. So, so when you counted them, that was correct? That was correct. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and that was clearly your, your biggest day of stat uh, making? Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, by far my, my best game that I played. So, yes, it, it was a yeah, certainly a memorable game. Uh, in a total of 56 games. Where, where did you come from to uh, Fitzroy, Brendan? I pretty much played my junior footy in the eastern suburbs at East Doncaster and Donbar. Mm-hmm. So I played all my the juniors pretty much out of those two clubs. And, uh, yeah, so the kids in that play at the same football club now. So oh, tremendous. Uh, That's great. Special. So, so you, the Fitzroy boys either came from out that way or the Western District? Yeah, that's right. So oh. I was at Doncaster Zone then, so that was part of Fitzroy Zoning. So, yeah, so I was uh, happy to get to them. So, Brendan, were you at Fitzroy with with a lot of fellas that you'd, you'd known through junior footy? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the guys had come out through this area, and um, so I'd played, obviously, against them on the weekends. And, you know, we all got uh, together at the, the Fitzroy Under-19s where it started and some of the junior under-15 squads and, and just went through that through that process to reserves and seniors. Mm. And uh, of course, you had four years at Fitzroy, yes, eighty nine to ninety two, yeah. and it was in ninety two when you racked up the forty four possessions, yes. And Fitzroy thought so much of you, they sent you off to the Brisbane Bears. Well, yes, it was probably more my fault though. Oh. Um, look, that, that ninety two season, they dedicated a, a full time fitness advisor to me. Uh, always mm. had a few weight issues back then, mm. and. Uh, through the pre-season, they dedicated a uh, full-time fitness advisor. His name was Phil Gaunt, and uh, he was with me in the mornings, and I had to train at night. Part of the deal was that Robert Shaw wasn't going to play me unless I was under 90 kilos, so uh, it was a fair bit of work to, to get under that, I can assure you, but I uh, managed to get there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, look, then played probably uh, first three or four games that, that year in 92 were, were pretty good, and then I managed to get injured, mm-hmm. tore my thigh muscle, and, you know, Bang on comes the weight again, so I, uh, you know, probably struggled throughout the rest of that year, and it was probably best that, uh, you know, probably time to move on and and try somewhere else. Well, Brendan, I had the miss, sorry, the I was going to say misfortune. I had the pleasure <laughs> of going to watch Long play at uh, the Gold Coast. I tell you what, Carrara is a different place to when you went there. Well, I played a couple of games here in Fitzroy, but when my first season I got recruited to um, to Brisbane was that their first year at the Gabba. Oh, so man. Gabba was a fair bit smaller than Carrara, thankfully, because uh, I probably struggled to get across those big rounds. <laughs> Did you go at the same time as Alistair Lynch, or was he before you? He was after me, a year after me, Alistair. It was more the first year when guys like Lepich and Lappin, Chris mm. Scott, mm. Um, were all recruited at that time, Nathan Chapman, to name a few. So yeah. Buckley, Nathan Buckley. Mm. Brenda, just yeah. getting back to that wonderful day that we can all now know we can revisit on DVD as many times as we like. I'm sure you'll <laughs> happily make a copy for it. Yeah. But yeah. when it was, were you aware at the time? I mean, did you come off the ground at the end of the day thinking, "Crocky, I've played a good game today," or was it only after someone showed you the stat sheet? Well, I didn't realise I'd, I'd touched it that many times. To be honest, I, I thought I had a reasonable game, but uh, yeah, I didn't really know until probably you know. Um, you know, early that week, what the, what the stats and that were. So I was mm. a bit taken back by it, to be honest. And, and, and were you playing in the middle? Yeah, I played played pretty much the, the centre all, all game. So did you have yeah. an opponent, Brendan? <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> and uh, look, it was Chris McDermott. I used to play on wow. in yeah. those days. So yeah, yeah look, I, I guess you know he's 
quite a good footballer mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, probably getting towards the more so the end of his career then. Mm-hmm. So I think I got him at the right time. Did they have tags? <laughs> no, clearly no. not at that time. <laughs> Bre- no. But Brendan, you were playing alongside some some fellows that were very good at getting the football. You mentioned yeah. before Paul Broderick, and there were yeah. a few others who would have played that day who also could get the ball. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean we were playing with guys like Musline and Paul Ruse. You know, mm-hmm. I think Matty Rendell was rucking then. Yeah. You know, Michael Gale. There's some quality players running around. You would have played with an old friend of the could have beens and Jimmy Wind as well. Yes, Jim. Yes, Jim played. So yes, yes, no. I think I think he holds a record for possessions in a could have been's game. <laughs> oh really? And we were playing against punter to punter, and he was actually still playing, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, I caught up with him last year, and he still looks as fit as a fiddle. So well, he looks after himself. Well, he was going so well. I think he racked up his forty-four by half time. So <laughs> oh. he thought he might even it up. So he changed from footy boots to track shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he had no traction, but he still managed to gather. He was a terrific player. Didn't it, he? Didn't play enough footy, did he? Oh, no, I think uh, early days, I think uh, it took him a little bit of time. I think he played a number of reserves games yeah. at Essendon and that, but mm. he was always super fit, uh, you know, a fantastic team man and, uh, you know, um, you know, should have obviously played a bit more footy, but uh, no, got the best out of himself, that's for sure. You're still involved in footy, Brendan? I am, I am. I, uh, I heard you talking earlier about the Interleague. Uh, I, I coached in the Eastern Football League probably the last uh, four seasons, just at under-14s and under-15s level, so I get to see quite a bit of the young talent come through and I've also coached my sons just at the local level at Donvale so I'm coaching my youngest son yeah. at the moment in the under 17s at Donvale so mm-hmm. yeah still, still do a bit. You, you ever been with a team you were coaching to the Lilydale football ground? Oh, yes I've uh, been there a couple of times. Yeah. We were there yeah. last night. Oh really? Terrific night, terrific ground oh. and all lovely people, great club. Yeah no it is, it is a nice uh, setting out there and uh, used to be a terrible ground to play on when it was muddy. You'd have <laughs> of mud and you'd be in the old change room. And, and those big, was... long wings that go forever. Even yeah. even from Doncaster, it's it'll be miles and miles to Lillardale. For some <laughs> who came from Geelong, it just takes forever to get there, eh? Now, Brendan, oh, yeah. you, things played out for you. You played for Fitzroy, then you played for the then Brisbane Bears. Yeah. Are you now a, a Lions man? I, yes, I used to beg for Collingwood, to be honest, as a youngster, and um, then I played against them in the under-19s at Fitzroy, and oh, I just couldn't stand it, to be honest. I, uh, <laughs> the players, the arrogance and that had come along me. I thought, no, nah, uh, I'm at Fitzroy now, so it's time to change, and I, I've just naturally, you know, from there, uh, gone to Brisbane, and, you know, thankfully the boys have won a few grand finals. They're struggling a little bit at the moment, but I, I watch the, the footy pretty closely. And yeah. did, did you catch up with any of your old teammates? Yeah, Yes, um, you know, last year I went to Tasmania and they had a uh, fundraising game over there that uh, a couple of boys organised, Michael Gale and Dwayne Rowe, Jason Baldwin, Ross Lyon, mm. Jimmy Wind and that. We all went over there for a weekend, so quite often, you know, catch up sort of a couple of times a year if we can. Fantastic. And of course, the, the Roys are still going around yeah. playing B-grade in the Ammos. At yes, yeah, you know, I, I quite often just flick through and see who's coaching out there and yeah, what's going on. So. Keep right. track of it. Brendan, yeah. it's been wonderful talking to you this morning. Thank you. No, no, thank you. And I will let you get back to the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brendan McCormick. Uh, you are with the Kudamins. It's quiz time. one three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number. one three hundred triple two seven seven four. 300 Ian, who is your first contestant? Uh, it's Zach in Callista. Hello, young Zach. Hello. Good on you. How's Frank? Uh, good. He. I heard you were talking about Mazenod before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He goes to Mazenod. Oh, does Frank he? Frank does. Oh. Yeah. Mm. 
And what about you? Where do you go? I go, oh, I'm still in primary school. Yeah. Uh, I'm in grade five at Callista. Okay. What, what's and, the... And uh, also, Louis is actually playing right now for Mavenod in footy. Oh, oh wow. wow. And what's... it sounds like you've got a barking dog there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the dog's name? Pedro. Pedro. Pedro from Callista. Yeah, just tell Pedro <laughs> to... Pedro on for a minute. <laughs> tell Pedro to put his muzzle on for a minute, will you? All right, let's get down to a bit of quiz, Zach. Hey, uh, James Kelly, who used to play for Geelong, is now playing for Essendon. He meet, reaches a milestone game tonight. What number is it for him? Uh, 300. That's correct. So, well done, Jimmy Kelly. Okay, last Saturday night I went to the Gold Coast and Geelong didn't have a very good night, so I, I actually wrote my quiz questions in the second half because uh, I'm using the footy record. Peter Wright plays for the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, he said in the footy record, if he won the lottery, he would like to buy something. Would it be a fishing boat, a jet ski, or a V8 Holden? Um, a V8 Holden. That is correct. Ah, <laughs> I thought that would be the trick answer. Yeah, on the Gold Coast, you reckon it would be a jet <laughs> ski or a fishing boat? Uh, Zach. Uh, he was asked, what is his favourite city to visit in the world? This is Peter Wright. They call him Two Metre Peter because he's a big tall fella. What's his favourite city to visit in the world? Is it London, New York or Tokyo? Tokyo. That is correct. Well done, Zach. Have you, have you got the footy record open in front of you? <laughs> Tokyo. I thought he might have gone with Shanghai so he could go over and watch the footy because uh, he's got to find out about that. How would he go in economy... At, <laughs> that's right. at two metres. And, uh, and a young man called Peter, he'd be the only one going yeah, around. good question. Yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, Zach, you still with us? Yeah. Uh, Peter Wright, his favourite food, uh, is it macaroni and cheese, <laughs> steak and chips, or pie and sauce? Macaroni and cheese. That is correct. Oh. <laughs> You've got a rare insight into... He's, he's, he's channelling Peter. Okay. Well, it's my favourite food as well. Well, there oh. you go. You go with your instincts, Zach. Uh, righto. What is Peter Wright's most fa- treasured possession? Is it his first pair of footy boots, his golf clubs, or his bed? His bed. His bed is correct. <laughs> How long is his bed? <laughs> two, two and a half metres. <laughs> He's got a semi-trailer, you know, for his bed. Well done so far. Now we go to the Geelong part of the uh, the footy record. Uh, Zach Smith, who did play for the Gold Coast at one stage. Uh, which player does he most like to watch? Is it Patrick Dangerfield, Eddie Betts, or Nick Revolt? Um, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts is correct. Oh, <laughs> oh Zach, this is a magnificent... Zach, Zach from Callista, you are on fire this morning. All our other callers are starting to think, mm. why did I bother? Yeah. Uh, his favorite, Zach, Zach Smith's favourite food, is it quiche, pizza or parmy? Mm. Um, parmy. No, oh, I just got knocked over. We'll Thanks find... for playing, Zach. You had a fantastic run. I'll send back the Frank for Callista, Frank from Callista for PM T-shirt as a, <laughs> as a prize for you. What number question are we up to? Seven. Two to go. 
Thanks uh, for playing, Zach. Who's up next? Oh, another young listener, Sam in Camberwell. Hello, Sam. Hello. How old are you, Sam? I'm 10. And who do you barrack for? Melbourne. Oh, can you say after me, go D's? Go D's. Oh, lovely inflection on D's. Mm. Mm. Do you like burning leaves, Sam? Pardon? Oh, that's a silly question. Which, which APS school do you go to? Um, I go to Campbell Primary School. And oh. then on to Scots a bit later? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. That's the way. Uh, Favourite food for Zach Smith, is it quiche or pizza? Pizza. That is correct. The kids, they know their footballers. Wow. Hey, uh, Sam. Yeah? Remember Corey Enright who played for Geelong? Yeah. Games record holder, 332 games. He turned out, I saw him yesterday, terrific fellow, Boris. He said "Don't." He said he only gets called Corey when he's in trouble. So um, uh, he's played a game this year for Barwon Heads in the uh, Ballerine Football League. And uh, what number does he wear for Barwon Heads? Mm. Is it number one, number 18, or number 44? Number 44. No, that's what he wore at Geelong. Oh. I, I looked for him on the ground in it 44. It was an obvious one to go for, Sam, and Bad you, luck. Yeah, you fell for it. Thanks for playing. Thanks, Let, Sam. Let's go to Phil in Somerville. Hello, Phil. Good morning, boys. How are you? I, I figure you're a bit older than our previous contestants. <laughs> yeah, I was going to put a squeaky voice on, but I thought, no, I've, put up, I've had enough of these kids. Yeah, yeah. How, oh, that's, how do you bury for, Phil? <laughs> uh, Tigers. Tigers, okay. Uh, now... Corey Enright at Barwon Heads. What number does he wear? One or 18? Oh, I'm going to go with 18. And number 18 is correct. Well done. <laughs> there you go. You can see photos of him in the number 18 on, on our Twitter feed. Welcome back to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. Welcome if you're joining us just for the first time. I'm Jeff Richardson. Good morning once again to Torch McGee. Yes, good morning, Richo, and to everyone out there. To Greg Champion. Yes, good morning. Billy Baxter. Hello, all. And Ian Coven. Yes, hello again. And uh, Richo, shortly to the social media yes. responses. Mm. But the, the Twitter question of the morning that concerned um, Koshy's warnings of all the things you should not do if you go and play football in Shanghai. We wanted similar warnings for other destinations such as Launceston. But before we read the best of those, we've got a big mailbag. Yes, yeah. and uh, I'll just uh, open up with a couple that came in. Um, a lot came in this week, mm. and uh, just a couple about Lou Richards and uh, uh Condolences to Lou's uh, f- f- family and friends and all of them. As everything's been said this week that what that a uh, could have been said. Yeah, yeah. What an impact he's had on um, on footy and society and you know Melbourne and we were not untouched by that. All growing up watching it and in fact, Billy and I one night went in to watch league teams and uh, we were a two person audience. We were, and even though there's just two of us. They worked to us as the audience yeah. for the entire hour. Wow. But uh, Bob Davis organised for Billy and I to come in and mm-hmm. sit in the studio. Mm. And Louie arrived and Bob said, we've got an audience tonight, Lou. And uh, that's, that's Ian Cover from the, 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 the footy writer from the Good G'day, Lou. And Lou spotted Billy. And what did he say to you? I thought you were an invective Sheila. Why don't you get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh and I was excited to meet in, Lou, of course, because in those days... Invective's not a word you hear much. <laughs> no. In those days, there weren't football books coming out every other week. 
boots. Yeah. There was Captain Blood and there was Boots and All, which was Jack Dyer's book and Lou Rich's book. Yeah. And um, That was it. Yeah, <laughs> that was it just about. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, it was a great night, wasn't it? It was terrific. And um, uh, I last saw Lou uh, at Bob Davis's funeral and before that at Bob Davis's 80th birthday. And there's about 30 people at a lunch that Hooker Renfrey organised. Ah, yes. And Lou came down from Melbourne for it. And everyone signed a card and it was given to, to, to Bob in an envelope. And, and uh, so uh, Hooker presented this envelope to Bob with the card in it. And Bob, with his Ganali footy fingers, was fumbling around trying to open the envelope. And Louie, still having a little spark of his rapier wit under his breath from the end of the table, said, wouldn't take that long if it had money in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear Lou saying that too. <laughs> uh, which would be, anyway, um, Alan in Horsham. Hello, Alan. Uh, sent an email during the week to say, uh, Ken Smale, up their way in Warrantonville, played with Lou Richards at Collingwood in the 1950s. Remember that name? Yes, yeah, uh, I do, yes. Uh, Alan says, Ken played centre-half forward. He still lives in Warrantonville. Uh, he's 84 and a half years old, and he plays the cornet in the Warwick Town Brass Band. Great. Can we get him on for a burst on the cornet? Hmm. Be fantastic. Oh, let's get him to the grand final broadcast. Good idea. And uh, Rebecca sent us a note about um, Hello, Rebecca. Uh, camping one year at uh, Talangada. Uh, she was about seven years old, and Lou Richards and Jack Dyer visited the caravan park we stayed at. Mm-hmm. Being a Tigers fan, I asked Captain Blood if I could have his autograph. He looked me up and down and said it would cost me a beer. Mm. <laughs> She's seven. I raced down the hill to our camp, get, grabbed a beer, and took it back to him, obtaining his autograph. When I got back to camp, I showed my dad, and he asked if I also got Lou a beer. No. I said, because he never played for Richmond. <laughs> Jack would have loved that. Not a good thing to say in a Collingwood family mm. when you're the only Tigers fan. I was then promptly marched by the ear back to Lou and Jack, a beer in each hand, both for Lou, <laughs> and much apologising from my <laughs> father. So, uh, mm. Thanks for that story, Rebecca, and yeah. uh, well, I think thanks to Lou for all his contributions. They used to go, go fishing a lot together, yeah. Lou and Jack. Yeah. 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 Well, a bit more mail. Yeah. Uh, You've heard of Peter Burns' torch? Yes. And you have two cove? Yes. Well, they're trying to get a plaque erected to him with the help of uh, Geelong Football Club. And uh, his uh, record is is amazing, isn't it? Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, at 16, he played for Ballarat Imperials. At 19, he went to South. Uh, this is, by the way, in the 1800s. He was vice-captain uh, in three premiership sides in a row there. 88, 89, 90. Uh, he captained Geelong for, mm. for four years. He captained Victoria. He was twice selected as oarsman to row in the inter- intercolonial eight for yeah. Cryo Bay Club. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, he was a uh, 14 times representative footballer. Uh, knee injury curtailed his career. And, and, and it's said that uh, the kiddies in South Melbourne would end their prayers torch with God bless Mummy and Daddy and Peter Burns, uh, Peter Burns too. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've heard that? I have. Yeah. And, of course, in those days, Geelong and South were arch enemies because they virtually played in the premiership in the grand final every year. So yeah. they? Oh, they yeah. did. It was, they had a running sort mm. of years been, of it. Meant to have been a hero of heroic courage, chivalrous spirit and unstained honour. It is on record that he never had a free kick given against him. Okay. All right. Seems, right. That seems hard. Uh, hard to believe. Tom O'Brien also wrote about the big curtain raiser today between uh, Geelong Football Netball League and the um, Mornington Peninsula Football Netball League. On the G? 
Mm. Uh, Geelong has won it four or five years straight, Mm. but uh, I've heard from a bloke in Clematis (laughs) that they've got their work cut out Mm. this time. Uh, Jeff Howell writes that Forest Hill Football Club is having a 50-year celebration at the Carolica Centre, and they want to get in touch with people they can't Reach. Yep, and you've got till the 24th of June, I think that function's on. So. Yeah, that's quite a while off. And Morris Molan finally writes Marley about the career of Joel McLaren at Caroit. Uh, after playing at St Kilda and North and South Fremantle, he came back and they, to help his parents on the dairy farm at 28. And they hoped to get a few years out of him. Well, they got this. Joe has played 249 <laughs> games for Caroid. He's re- represented Hampton League eight times, a record 17 times for Vic Country, three years as captain. Uh, he's coached the Caroid side for three years to, and the under-18s for three years. He's coached the Hampton under-league 18s. He's played in five pre- senior premierships. Uh, since his return, and he's been the Vic Country medalist. He's kicked seven goals in a grand final win. Oh, we better get him on. <laughs> and he's uh, won the Hampton League best and fairest. He's 39. He's playing his 250th senior game for Caroy, 12 years after coming back hmm. from playing Waffle and, and AFL. We better get a plaque for him as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Maury Molan yeah. down at Caroy. That is mailbag for this week, and now we go to the more modern form, yes. which is the Twitter, the email, the text, the Facebook. We posed the question uh, back at the start of the show about with um, restrictions that are placed mm. on travelling football teams because it's so difficult and yes. dangerous going to strange places like Cairns and the Gold Coast. And we asked uh, you, the listeners, to tweet through uh, what warnings, what travel advisories should be given for teams going to places other than Shanghai, that might be just as scary. Um, Andy, what what sort of response have we got through on this? Oh, Andy's just doing a bit of um, pr- producing. No, he's uh, good morning, Andy. Sorry, good morning. Sorry, sorry, to, sorry, to, sorry to make you have to multitask there. No problem at all. You need that shocked look that that <laughs> ABC News reader had <laughs> when caught unawares. Um, I think the best are on the Facebook today. Oh. Uh, there are a number on the Twitter as well. I'm going to start with the Facebook. Gary suggested at the Lake Oval, you had to avoid the cockatoo at the entrance to the bar under the old cricket <laughs> members' grandstand. It used to bite and swear. But he, did, he swore a lot. Is that right? Uh, yes, and that cocky yeah. was the first animal ever buried in the Melbourne Pet Cemetery. They opened up the yeah. Pet Cemetery just after he died. Is that what right? was its and name, Torch? Oh, I can't. I think it's Smokey. <laughs> but he used to say, <laughs> among other things, up there, Kazali. <laughs> But he had a few swear words to say, get out, you so-and-so, and things like that. And he'd bite and you. If, you. if you went near him, put your finger, get out, you. And then the he'd last word I can't you. say on yeah. ABC. Yeah. Uh, Matthew has a, a, another very humorous suggestion on the Facebook. When travelling to Arden Street in the 30s, it was important to avoid the North Melbourne larrikin push. Oh, yes. And okay. I'm sure that's true. Mm, absolutely. Yes. And Ullman... Said, morning, gents. As we are from Harcourt in central Victoria, it's well known when travelling to Denali, don't eat the hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Koshy, take note of that one. (laughs) Move to the Twitter. Start with Tom. Mm. Tom said, you avoid the bull ring in the members, you won't see any footy once you get in there. And I think you avoid it sometimes because you won't get a beer either. The lines are just so... Anyway, uh, FMI said that, uh, oh, well, uh, acknowledging that he might be stealing uh, Swish's thunder here, but I reckon you don't do, you don't 
go with a Crows or Power player to the Ramsgate Hotel after dark. <laughs> All right. mm-hmm. uh, Anthony said, as a D's fan, you just don't go to that other stadium in Melbourne. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The other place. The other place. Down the road. Da- yeah. We don't even know where it is. <laughs> Steve, yeah, which shows every time they play there. Steve reckons you just avoid Collingwood supporters. Mm. Well, yes. Uh, Mick said, pen. you avoid counting the empty seats at the Gabba for a Lions home game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, you, uh, where are we going? Swish has written in and said, you even need to avoid the bottled water at the Adelaide Oval. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's got the chunky bitch in it. It's healthy. Giggs said, uh, Giggs is a, a, a Bulldogs fan, as we know. If you're visiting, if you're a visiting team at Witten Oval, avoid winning. It really spoils things for us <laughs> as, as Bulldogs fans. Um, where are we going next? Clary said, you avoid joining in with the three other people who are singing when they play Sweet Caroline at the SCG. <laughs> Uh, Thomas said, in relation to last weekend's game, if you're playing at Tasmania, avoid kicking against the 10-goal wind in the first quarter. (laughs) Which is blowing straight from the South Pole. Uh, And one more here. Gary said, you really need to avoid trying to get onto the southeastern freeway from Gels Road when you're playing at Waverley. (laughs) You'd still be in the queue. Uh, and there are many, many more. Yeah, there are abandoned vehicles yeah, on the roadside still there from that era. Lois Williams was prolific a few weeks ago when we asked for suggestions, I think, for that the little boy who couldn't get up to see Geelong play the, that game at a strange time. And Lois has been active again this morning. And she said, when travelling to GWS, remember that the sauce used on everything is garlic, not tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and a few others besides. That's a simple caution. Mm. Thanks to everybody who uh, who jumped onto the Facebook or the Twitter or, or yeah. the text or the email. Uh, way, way more than we can read out, but they're all there for you to have a giggle at. If you just go to couldamines.com.au, that's www.couldamines.com.au, mm-hmm. there's a click-through and you can see the whole Twitter feed and you can click through to the Couldamines Facebook and you can see all the comments on the various travel advisories. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the show, back back when we were talking to Steve Reese, who's coaching Kyber district against Golden Rivers, there's a, a lot of interleagues going on uh, across footy comps all around, suburban and country, mm. which is nicely coincided with the country game. Tonight at the MCG, uh, Essendon are playing Geelong. Now, is this, Ian, is this the second year in a row yes, of the country is. game? Last year was on the Saturday afternoon. Today it's uh, an evening game. Yeah. And yeah. Do, do you think having the country game at night is better? <clears throat> Well, I suppose it gives more time for activities in the park this afternoon, which include Captain Koala, Shannon Knoll, uh, Sarah Stora. Yeah. Can we go back a bit, please? Captain Koala, more information. He's doing a stage show. Yeah, but who is he? I've got no idea. Well, he comes on after George the Farmer. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I think these are inventions of Sheed. That's actually Sheed's in costume. <laughs> Uh, Seeds is in a signing queue at the moment. He'll be dragged out the queue to have a chat to us. I can ask him. Captain Koala but used to be the mascot of the Brisbane Bears. Did what, you? Back when, back they, when, back when they had the angry koala. Which <laughs> is not a bear. <laughs> Did you see the revelation this week that the bloke inside the eagle suit yeah. is also the bloke inside Johnny Docker? You're kidding. Oh, really? No. 
And, yes. Well, now that's been revealed, is someone putting a stop to it? <laughs> and so when they play the Derby, mm. the Eagles use their, their contract and insist he goes in the Eagle. Oh. But doesn't that bring the game into disrepute? Well, right. How can people who are going along and clapping and cheering mm. for the the giant docker or the giant eagle now feel comfortable? Well, there's about... only one thing left to do, get Grinder back. No, yeah. It requires Terrible. more investigation. He's in danger of uh, being sacked for showboating. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone sent us a message this week and said, we need to get onto it. We'll get onto it, but at the moment. Mm, thank you. Kevin Sheedy joins us. Kevin, good morning. Morning, how are you? Good we're good all, we're all extremely well. Now, the country games moved to the night time. Tell us what's behind that. Well, uh, we wanted to play um, a, a country uh, final series between uh, two country regions, and that is the uh, first time ever. Basically, we've got Geelong playing a morning in the peninsula, so mm. the Geelong Football League. So we nearly got the two peninsulas either side of the Phillip Bay, mm. Phillip Bay to play each other. At about three o'clock, and Wonderful. that's the court, the curtain raiser, so people can get down to the G early. Well, everybody's been crying out for curtain raiser. This is the first country championship <laughs> ever on the MCG, so we've got that sorted out quick, didn't we, boys? Yeah, but yeah. Kevin, Kevin, you're, you're forcing people to decide between watching the footy or waiting for Shannon Knoll to come on. And Lee Kearney, didn't that? Yeah. What was mate, mate? This is about decisions. <laughs> Haven't you heard about decisions? No, look. Well, I'll tell you what we have heard about in Geelong. The night footy, we don't go out after dark. Well, I don't know about that. Look at the local cop shop and you'll find out there's a few things happen after dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very exciting and, it's, and, uh, and it looks like the setup outside's even bigger than last year, Sheets. Oh, I think, well, to us it's a festival. Uh, I've been down there this morning at 7 and see how it's all getting mm. set up. We've got a perfect autumn day. It's been fantastic. And mm. you know what, my dear little darling? We're going to start the game with Waltzing Matilda. How do you like it? Oh, Very good. Fantastic. This is the way you do it, son. Okay. Well, they might be able to sing along with that because they might know the words. This well, it's Australia's greatest country song right from the history of our country. So mm. if not, we'll just put it up on the screens eventually for anybody that has arrived by ship or airship lately yeah. and we'll teach them straight away. Look, Sheets, this... the immigration department. <laughs> This is a first, starting a game not with Advance Australia Fair. The MCG will rock. Well, let's get serious, mate. <laughs> Everybody loves waltzing until yep. you're taught it at school and you should never, ever lose the history of it. No. And, and there'll be some pre-match on, on the ground before the singing of Waltz and Matilda with what, a parade of volunteers. Country, yeah, yeah uh, country volunteers from uh, the Country Fire Authority, uh, uh, Services, the um, yes, yes. services, and we have life saving this year. Like, good. oh, good, fantastic! And food bank, food bank people work hard to keep a lot of people that are not well off. Food bank's a very important part of it all too. And when when you were playing Kevin and uh, at Richmond initially, and then when you were no, coaching, don't go too far back. No, no, no. <laughs> and when you were coaching at, at Essendon, you had a lot of you had a lot of country teammates, and then country fellows you, you coached. Did you? Um, find yourself particularly drawn to them? Well, uh, immediately, um, as soon as I saw them, because they were very good players. They <laughs> <laughs> actually kept my career alive. It's really all like having a bass player good in your band. He's just there and they're very good all the time. But, mate, I had Wanganine, I had Long, I've had Watson, Nagel. Danaher's. 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 Dickie Danaher's. Clay. Danaher's. Sorry? Dickie Clay. Oh, Francis Burke. Yeah, Come Francis on, Burke. Royce. 
I don't know. Do you want to call Hobart a country town? Like right? <laughs> but I, you know, James says, no, no, that's too big a country town. Yeah. But look, we had um, when you when you think back, Roger Merritt. I mean, I could name a great. Yeah. I probably should think my best ever country team. That'd be John Barnes, Dean Wallace. Wow, mm. Mm. man, what a what a superstar side that'd be. Absolutely. But look, I think in the end we don't realise we forget sometimes that you know this country's you know backbone of it has been country number mm. one. Mm. Number two, uh, how many great sports people throughout my life? I mean, I just go back to Goolagong, Keith Hatrather out of Mount Isa, and um, Greg Norman. Mm. They just come from everywhere, don't they? Mm. Where are you from, son? <laughs> well, actually, I was born in Melbourne, but I'm... Geelong's claimed me now. Geelong <laughs> made, made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I, I heard you guys talking about the New South Wales Premier. Were we? Uh, when I was coaching Sydney, they had four in my time in Sydney. <laughs> and one of them lost his job because he got a bottle of red wine. I thought, gee, I've never taken a bottle of red wine ever. <laughs> <laughs> But of this course, is a mad country, isn't it? And, and where where would we be for red wine if it wasn't all the people growing well, vines out in the country? Well, I mean, let's face it: the doctors that first started out here in Australia, that was their uh, medicinal. Mm. That, that, that was their basically. If you had a cold, you have a red wine. Yeah, yeah I think. I, uh, I missed you yesterday, Sheds. It was the Apco Foundation race day at Geelong, and I mean, you're obviously busy getting set up for today. But I, I do have fond memories of our day at the races last year. Well, I've got a, a, a great tie from the Geelong Racing Club, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been down there a couple of times. Very, very good place, Geelong. Love Geelong. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, probably one of the most, along with Ballarat, beautiful cities of Australia. Beautifully said. Well, it is. I know. Uh, Where are you right now? Oh, Where are you guys oh, working oh, so right now? We're in the ABC studios in South Bank. That's, that's South Melbourne. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I live about a hundred yards from you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop around I for a couple. That is one of the best scotches of all time. No, I love that. <laughs> well, anyway, Cats, do you think you'll win tonight or not? Well, I hope so. I think there'll be an almighty brawl in the first quarter. Oh, oh. Wars mm-hmm. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> He says, he says, I don't do that sort of stuff. I said, well, go and watch yourself play. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Unbelievable, these guys. So oh, we're going to be, look, this will be a great game. Yeah, we, good. we gave you four points last year because we had our reserve mm. team in. Mm. And now we've got a serious side back in. We mm. think that we might sort of stitch up a little bit. So don't get nervous. Geelong mm. fans, get your butt down to the MCG, please. And, and get there early for the, for the, for the curtain raiser, which, which well, is tremendous. We don't want to disappoint you. If Mornington beat the Geelong Footy League in the curtain raiser, you'll be just crying milk. (laughs) (laughs) Little putty cats. Uh, It's it's going to be a tremendous occasion, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. No, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin Shooty. And uh, uh, thanks to everyone who's called through. Captain Koala is the mascot of the CFA. Of course he is. So he he comes on and puts on a musical show and all that Mm. kind of thing. But, yeah. Hmm. Interesting point. If if Geelong's playing Mornington Peninsula this year, mm-hmm. who gets who gets the go next year? Well, I think it's the teams that are ranked one and oh, two. Oh, so back to the ranking that Steve Roos yes. was explaining. I to think us. yeah, that yes. might be how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think you'll find that number three and four are the Eastern League in Melbourne and mm. the Essendon District. Yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they're not country. No. I, think the, I think the teams are wearing special commemorative jumpers. I think the the red sash might have little, you know. 
wheat ears oh, all down it and all. Something to look out for. I haven't Gorgeous. seen it too long. One. You're with the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. Time now for more footy songs. Oh, and uh, Champs is distributing the chorus cheat sheets. We, we should have told backup singers. We should have told Sheeds to get you down there, Champ. You're doing your country songs. Well, my friend Gary Carruthers is playing for uh, Sarah Stora. Terrific. At the ground. And she is the one I think who will lead the waltzing Matilda. Love to see that. What's that? Uh, Raining on the rocks. Lily, Rosemary, and the Jack of Hearts. It's Kamal. Oh, oh yes, of course. Doug Long gave us the idea. On your longing. The autumn leaves are rustling in the gutters outside pubs in Alberton. While surface paradise feels sad and empty and bereft of any fun The much-awaited clash between these two time-honoured teams Should be at either home ground this weekend But Port fans can't believe what's in the paper. The game's in Shanghai the games in Shanghai The hardened and the weathered fans of Port Are used to travelling up Port Road To travel all the way to town To see their team is far enough to go but countries that are overseas, well, that's a foreign concept, that's for sure. They may have heard of China, but they've never heard of Shanghai. Never heard of Shanghai. Never heard of Shanghai. Never heard of Shanghai. Quarter past one tomorrow it is. Mm. Our time? Yeah. <laughs> and has the Channel 7 commentary team gone over to cover it? <laughs> Don't know. Don't Quarter past know. one tomorrow. Thanks, so. They'll be checking the daily smog readings. The sandstorms will sweep from the west. Well, it won't be Carrara or Alberton. And the fans may look less than impressed. They will search for a Tui's or a Foster's Cause their throats will be awfully dry They'll be wearing breathing apparatus When the ports play the suns in Shanghai Visibility will be a challenge And that's when you leave your hotel be alert for the first sign of danger Something Port fans will know awfully well The Suns fans will seek Chinese beaches And give Chinese surfing a try While the Port fans will buy and sell watches Out the back of a pub in Shanghai 
They'll be wearing breathing apparatus When the ports play the sounds in Shanghai Oh, very nice for country week too, champs. Oh, good. Well, now, Richard, uh, one of our listeners, uh, and they they go to couldhavebeens.com.au and they send their emails, as I said in the first hour, in record numbers currently. Yeah. So send your ditties in. And one, Michael Pryor, seized on the term newly suffering Hawks fan. Because <laughs> last week we mentioned the phrase, not New- oft heard. Newly, newly suffering Hawks fan, and he's uh, turned that into a little ditty. Mm-hmm. Oh well, no, I turned it into a ditty. He gave us the idea. Now that we've tumbled from the top, fallen into deep despair, gotta admit I don't like it one bit. I hate seeing the Hawks down there, seeing the Hawks down there. Everybody now. I'm a newly suffering Hawks fan. I don't like it. That's how it goes. I'm a newly suffering Hawks fan. I don't like it. Like it. No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Chorus again. Said, I'm a newly suffering Hawks fan and I don't like it. Now it's getting warmed up. I'm a newly suffering Hawks fan and I don't like it, like it. No, I don't. I don't like it, like it. What I don't I do? I don't like it, like it, like it. No, I don't like it, like it, like it. I don't know how to stop it. There we go. And just a chance to do a different Stone song. Yeah. So yeah none of you really reached your inner Mick Jagger on the way, I don't <laughs> well, think. I oh, that key. might have been deliberate. <laughs> well, I dropped, there might not be any coming back from that, <laughs> Jeffy. I dropped it away from Mick's key because it's hard to get up there. Mm. Now, last song. And again, we've gone to new territory with the Stones. <laughs> and uh, Richard Evans gave us the idea. Thank you, Richard. Hello, Richard. When... When the dogs, they began their, no, here. When the dogs, they began their resurgence. They looked for certain players with urgence. And while several did display emergence, the bald kid from Altham truly burgeoned. And you can't stop the player like the ball The player every other team would want Just get the ball to the ball And he'll do the rest Do it easily Now no one in 2017 really knew the dogs could live the dream but one draft pick coming on the scene he took the dogs to victory because you can't stop a player like the ball the player Every other team would fall 
just get the ball to the ball And he'll do the rest Do it easily Can't stop players like the ball No, you can't stop a player like a ball Rudy Now, listeners at home, if you're struggling while listening to that to picture, you know, Champs or Billy prancing up and down like Mick, we're struggling in here as well. Oh. Well, it's, sometimes it just overtakes you, Jeffy. We just pranced in our minds. Yeah. That's where we do it. Yes. And, and thanks to all the uh, listeners and all those songs. Oh, yes. Thank you, too. Uh, go to couldamens.com.au and send your ditties. We'll be back with more right after this. G'day, it's Red. If you need any help pronouncing French names in Australia. The city of Esperance in uh, Western Australia was found by uh, Capitaine d'Entrecasteaux. Mont Jambier is the correct pronunciation of Mount Gambia. Mont Montmorency. Montmorency. Jolly Mont Jolly Mont. What about Mount Dandenong? Mont Dandenong. <laughs> nice try. Red Simons. Weekdays from 5.30 on ABC Radio Melbourne. You're with the Coulda Been Champions, Jeff, Ian, Billy, Greg and Torch. Uh, thanks very much, Unc. And uh, we welcome back to the Coulda Beans uh, microphone our very good friend, Lisa Caddo. Good morning, Lise. Good morning, Richo. Now, good which morning, hat, which hat morning, are you wearing? Lisa. Are you wearing your St Kilda Sharks hat or your AFLW hat this morning? Um, well, I don't really have an a- official <laughs> AFLW hat. VWFL. Um, <laughs> yep. VWFL's gone. But yep. aren't you vice president of that? St Kilda Sharks. Oh, St Kilda Sharks. <laughs> yeah. St Kilda Sharks Vice President. So what yeah. are we calling the comp then the Sharks are in? VFLW. Oh, we put the W yeah. at the end. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That, yeah, we put the W at the end. And um, AFL Victoria's outsourced the rest of the competitions, the lower divisions. Yep. They've gone off to the leagues, Northern League, oh, yeah. Southern League, Western Region, all of that. They've, they're hosting the Big. lower levels. And AFL Vic is uh, running the VFL Women's Comp. Lo- lots yeah. of change happening mm. in women's footy because it's all just... Growing hand over fist, but of Since course I saw you yeah, last. Yep, I'm glad but, you can keep up. Uh, today, oh, today's to keep today's up. the Sue Alberti Medical Research Foundation Day, and tomorrow? It, it's, uh, to, sorry, tomorrow it's a big day down at the Peanut Farm, which is your home ground. That's right. Tell us, tell us all about it. Susan Alberti, as you know, is an amazing woman. She's just you know gives mm. her heart and soul for the things that she's passionate about: footy, mm. women's footy, obviously medical research, etc. And she's just done so much that we and she's come on board as a, as a sponsor at the St Kilda Sharks, which is amazing, um, our major sponsor. And we want to do all we can to for her and her foundation. So we're having a day tomorrow to start off with to, I guess, raise awareness about the foundation and to thank her. And um, uh, honour her. So, yeah, tomorrow at the farm we've got a, a massive day, three games. Who, who, you, who are you playing? We're playing Melbourne Uni in the VFLW. Mm. So this that's going to be game. a ripper. Yeah. That'll be a huge game. They Clash got of last traditional year in rivals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so has Mo come back to the Sharks? Yeah, Mo's back. We've got all our 13 AFLW players are back at the Sharks. Did you have 13? Yeah, we did. So were yeah. the Sharks the most represented? No, I think even Diamond Creek might have had 16 and Darabin had a lot as well. Now, now Lisa, how's that played out? Because Has the fact that they played in that other comp worked to their advantage or has it put them under the pump a bit? I think it's put them under the pump because they've had a pre- they pretty much finished last season, had a bit of time off, did a big pre-season harder than they've ever worked before, played in that comp 
and then had a bit of time off and then come back to us. So I think some of them were a bit cooked. The AFL managed them that they can't play for a while. Yeah. Um, Mo Hopes, obviously, she had a knee injury that she's she's working through at the moment. Some of our other players have been managed that they can't play until I even say Daisy Pierce. I think she's been managed by the AFL to not play for at least the first four or five rounds. She's managed right. by Channel 7 now. Well, I think she's managed by everyone. So, so, so it, it's not all upside, is it? The, the big new comp has had impacts on the clubs below that, that aren't all positive. This well, thing, it's, it's presented issues for you. Absolutely. It's got challenges. We've got a strength and conditioning coach um, who's doing a fantastic job at the Sharks to manage all those players. And these are the challenges now. But eventually, I, I hope the AFLW is a full season mm. during the year, like the normal mm. like the yeah, AFL yeah. blokes. Mm. And, you know, those players will be in that competition and then they won't come back unless they're dropped or coming back from injury. Yeah. And so has there been a, a noticeable uh, surge in girls then coming down to want to play, for example, at the Sharks? Yeah. Because they've seen the AFLW? I don't reckon I'm going to be able to get a game this year. Oh, come on. Leave a spot for Lisa. <laughs> but, but Lisa's... Is no, that, we have. Is that actually... A, you know, it's a good problem to have oh, but caused a problem? Yeah, Just it, fitting them all in at training, finding enough grounds? Yep, yeah, absolutely. We've got three senior teams at the Sharks. We've had three senior teams for th- three years now. Some other clubs, like um, Cranbourne, have gone, I think, from one senior team to three. Yeah, we had... Mm. It's massive growth mm. across mm. women's footy you've and got girls. To have, you've got to have changing sheds. That's you've right. You've got to have team managers. Yeah, you've yeah. got to have goal umpires. Facilities, yep. grounds. All of those things at the peanut farm, we get we're having a redevelopment at the end of the year with uh, the government actually put in some money. It's long overdue. Like we don't have, there's no really female friendly facilities. You know, there's a big open shower room and all that. So that's a challenge for footy across the country now. And that'll be being felt at clubs the length and breadth. Absolutely. Yep. It will. And that's a real challenge for the AFL, local governments, state governments. You know, we want participation. We love it. Now we need to get the facilities. And, and we're talking yeah. with Sue Alberti about really making this, you know, it's a work in progress. It's AFL a good problem to have, fantastic. but it is a problem. It is. Yeah. It's a work in progress. It's got to be now, you know, facilities, etc. And there was some talk that you might get a ground down in the Elstonwick Park complex. Is that likely to go ahead? Well, down there with the amateurs... They've they've started their competition, the amateurs this year. They think they thought they'd have about eight teams, mm. and they got forty. Right. <laughs> so Michael Sholley down there's you know they thought we'll just have a look at this women's footy thing and see what it brings us, and they got suddenly forty teams in the ammos this year yeah. as a new comp. Now getting getting back to tomorrow, people who want to come along and just just be a, a part of this game, give yep. us the details. So Peanut Farm Reserve, uh, the main game's two o'clock. There's three games. In the day, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Anyone that can't come, we're trying to raise money and awareness for Sue's Foundation. So they can go to gofundme.com forward slash Susan Alberti Medical Research Day. And, and she had her big Mother's Day breakfast yeah, yesterday? Lunch, lunch on lunch. Thursday. She's got her birthday next Thursday, her 70th oh, birthday. Oh, happy birthday, so Sue. Our champs would probably be able to sing happy birthday to her at some stage, I'd reckon. But uh, done it many times already. <laughs> hey, Lisa, I'm involved. I'm boundary up for Montmorency girls under 18s. I love that when you told me that. There's, that's a song. That's a work in progress as a song. How'd you go with that, champs? Yeah, Did they give you, you much lip? No, they're very good. And tomorrow we're at Yarrambat. Last week, South Morang. We are get you, around. Are you managing to throw the ball well into play? or are you, what are those you can go too far if you're not careful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to bounce? Do you... Not bouncing as a boundary. Are you going to take up field umpiring? Well, well the trick to man round umpiring at that le- level is you cut across. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very fit man. Have, yes. have you seen someone kick the ball towards a boundary and you're thinking to myself, oh, yeah. I might have to give this out of bounds. Then again, they might make it 
deliberate. Insufficient. <laughs> Insufficient intent. intent. <laughs> I Before I go, I just want to thank you, you mm. blokes, because you were really the start for Women's Footy mm. Media. You know, 2004 or five it was, we were talking to you on air. Mm-hmm. And it's just all the time your support's been phenomenal mm-hmm. and it's helped to propel the game. So thanks, guys, mm-hmm. no, very much. And, no and the sky's the limit now, Lisa. Okay. Now, best, I, I've, just... got, I've got one thing to ask. Mm. Who's in that shark suit down there? <laughs> we've, just, we've just found out at over in WA the same person does both the Dockers and the Eagles. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's who, a bit of controversy, who wears the shark suit at the peanut Yeah, farm. that's a very good it's question. A well, it's a well-kept secret. Susie the shark. We've named it after Sue Ellen. <laughs> Susie the shark. Right. And uh, if you get down there tomorrow, you might get a chance to shake hands with Susie the shark. And if you, don't, you if you don't know where the peanut farm is, it's behind Luna Park, basically, mm. isn't that's it? That's it. Yeah. More yeah. or less. Yeah. More yeah. or less. Yeah. Good to see you again, Lisa. Yeah. All, all the best, me, not guys. just for tomorrow, but for the whole season. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers. Lisa Cheers, Cato Lisa. from the St Kilda Sharks. It's the Sue Alberti Medical Research Foundation Day at the Peanut Farm tomorrow. As you heard, three games, all between the Sharks and uh, Melbourne Uni, the Moogars, the Muggers, whatever yeah, you want yeah, to call the them. Muggers, yeah. We've got to get a wriggle on here with the Could Have Been Champions. I, I want to go around the panel now. I've got to find out what we learned today. Whizzing around the panel very, very quickly. Ian Cover, what did you learn today? Uh, I learnt that if you're going from Harcourt to Denali, <laughs> don't have the hot dogs. <laughs> I think that might be the best piece yeah. of information. Uh, I, I want to hear, hear the Denali people <laughs> ring in and <laughs> we, count, counter that. the allegation. Right. B- Billy Baxter, what did you learn today? Um, I learnt uh, hello. Yep. I learnt from Kevin Sheedy that uh, he loves Geelong. He was talking to a Geelong person. I have no doubt that when he's talking to a Ballarat person, he says, I love Ballarat. (laughs) Bendigo person. Bendigo. He's too good at it. (laughs) Very good at it. Torch, what did you learn Well, I learned also something from Kevin Sheedy, Mm. that if you think that Geelong people don't go out after dark, take a visit down to the Geelong police station (laughs) on a Saturday night. Objection, Your Honour. Sheed said it. It must be true. Mm. Greg Champion, what did you learn Well, I today? did learn that uh, they play Sweet Caroline at the SCG, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, which is interesting. But I really learned that when the Cats play the Suns on the Gold Coast, a million people on the Gold Coast <laughs> wouldn't have a clue. And I learned this morning about Captain Koala, who I'd never actually yeah. heard of. Yes. And Captain Koala will be performing at the mm. MCG uh, this evening as part of the, the country game. Captain yeah. Koala. Captain Koala needs to be accompanied. And you know who they need to bring back to accompany him? Hector the Safety Cat. <laughs> <laughs> he might be there. He, he, might, be. he might be there. And yeah. look, this whole thing. Be a great duo. As, as, you know, Lisa was very tight-lipped about who is Susie the, the shark. shark. And after this, well, this, frankly, it's a scandal well, I yeah. in WA. It is, it I mean, the person that put us onto it actually had an article that said the, the, the fellow that doubles up may even have appeared in a couple of other costumes over there for the rival oh. sports. Like that, at the basketball or something. Well, I, th- I think it's bringing the game into disrepute. No, I, clubs have lost draft picks for, 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 for things not as bad well, as no, that. No, I, I think the ACCC needs to yeah. be involved. That's <laughs> monopoly. It, it's just it's practice. It's outrageous. It is, it is. It's a restrainted trade rather yeah. people want to dress up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also it just it duds the punters. Right. Shocking. Mm. Shocking. Anyway. You shouldn't be allowed to get in a suit unless you're barrack for the team. Well, yeah. um, what else is going on? There's only one place to yes. go. The news desk of Outside Football. Sam Sub is good enough to join us every Saturday morning. Sam, hello to you. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Hello, Sam. Hello, Ian. Uh, well, now the pie's got beaten again last week. Has that made an effect on your paper? 
Well, uh, events of the uh, week have predetermined uh, the uh, the way the paper's going to go this week. Uh, of course, we lost a great man, a, a great uh, football person in Lou Richards yeah, this week. Yeah, great yeah. Collingwood so, man. Great Collingwood man. So mm. it only makes good business sense to... Uh, I mean, uh, it makes an emotional response uh, within us here at Outside Football. To largely devote the paper to Lou, his uh, life, uh, all the fun times he gave us, and uh, we seem to forget uh, that he was indeed a great footballer and a captain of uh, mm. the Pies. Mm. Yeah. Premiership captain. Mm. That's right. Uh, the banner headline reads, For Richards, for poorer. Ah, very good. Mm, very nice. Hey, listen, it was mentioned how many people that have, you know, uh, ghost-written Lou's columns over the years. You never had a crack at that, did you, Sam? No, uh, in actual fact, uh, I, I didn't, and I just came uh, down to the final reading for uh, Ghost Riding Diarrhea. Hanson got that. And did you, you would have uh, gone to the Phoenix and had a, a beer with Lou every now well, and then? Well, the good thing about uh, quite often as a journalist, you need to take a, a break to clear your mind and cleanse your palate. And uh, some hoteliers uh, didn't like you loitering too long at the bar, but didn't seem to be a concern for Lou. No. <laughs> when another thing is you could go there and have ten pots and walk out stone cold sober. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bob, Bobby and Jack used to say on league teams, you put water in the beer, Louie. He was in strife when the border works uh, dug up the pipes <laughs> outside the Phoenix. Uh, now we've got this China game. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, Carolyn Sheehan is looking at the, the game's tomorrow, but they're yeah. still toying with the idea of uh, the ball because the visibility is so poor in um, in Shanghai. Uh, there's some concern the players won't be able to see the ball. They can't turn lights on. Yeah. Uh, so they are uh, experimenting with the idea of a, a neon ball <laughs> in, in a high... Um, High-vis colour. Well, yeah, Shanghai visibility is the... Uh, <laughs> Scanning the paper for other things. Yes, Ian. Hey, uh, I, I bumped into a fellow. I should talk to you off air. A fellow that might be interested in doing a bit of freelance photography for you. And who's that? Oh, a bloke called Alan Packer. He calls himself Help Packer. Mm-hmm. Would, would you be interested? No, not really. <laughs> okay, carry okay. on. Can't he get a real job? <laughs> Why does he have to come to us? Oh, he just oh. likes taking sports photos, apparently. Well. I won't say anything in case I say something. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, little sport. Little sport this week. Uh, he goes to the doctor and uh, it's found out that he has um, uh, oh, what? colour blindness. Okay. Yes. Uh, he explains why he's been painting the uh, boundary lines blue. <laughs> well, they paint them blue out at Lilydale. Well, uh, little sport must be out there. <laughs> and I saw this week that when I saw, was, yes. uh, yeah. Wayne. Was it Wayne Dafter? Yeah. Um, Sent something in. He saw an elephant at uh, the zoo. Yeah. And he thinks it might be the one they had down at North Melbourne. <laughs> well, they well, do live a long time. Well, seen one elephant. You know, it's not that far, really, no, is it? From Arden Street walked, up to Royal Park. Walked it down the ground. Just give me that guy's name again. L Packer. Right. I L L L Packer. I filed that. Whereabouts? The usual place. <laughs> in the circular file. Uh, yes, in the shredder. Oh, yeah. No, I was only joking. Nah, I'll, cool. I'll follow that up. Give me, get him to give me a call. Will do. Yeah. Okay. Always happy to uh, 
hear from young people looking to get into the caper. Yeah, not too like, many, though. Just like yourself, Ian. <laughs> I remember when you were a cadet with a margin. That's right. Yeah. Red-letter days they were, Sam. Yes, indeed. Okay. Thank you. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sam. Sam very good of him to join us on what's an extremely busy day down there at Outside, outside Football. Uh, we need to move along because in uh, under 10 minutes' time, we'll, we'll be over at the Docklands with Grandstand, who are covering this and Kilda Carlton game. So let, let's move to footy talkback. There's already – look, have a look at that – Board it's there, just talk. flashing everywhere. Flashing. Yeah. Let's get through as many as we can. It's time now for Good Means Footy Talk Back. Your chance to talk to Torch. First caller, go ahead, please. You're talking to Torch. Hello. We get you going. Oh. Who's calling, please? Hans. Hans, and where are you calling? I from? got to dish out the handle. Oh, in the beautiful oh, Adelaide Hills. Yes. Now, that Hans. cross, I'm telling you now. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, really? They didn't have a very good day Absolutely last week. Absolutely nice. Yeah. Look, they got it beat. But last week, well, it doesn't matter, we're still on top of Lade. <laughs> still right. on top of Lade. Now, listen, you guys, you talked last week. Yes. About this, um, Empire ball up. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking? I do, yes. What are you talking, then? We're talking whether they throw it up or bounce it. Exactly. Yes. Now, listen, you guys, why don't they do this? They don't... Throw up at the ball. They don't throw up mid to bounce. They got a this, you guys. Yep. They get a drone and they drop the ball. <laughs> Honored player. <laughs> Aut- automated ball up yes. dropped from a toy well, helicopter. The AFL is a very progressive organisation. Well, you know. Maybe they should make a, make a trial it at the Shanghai game. Perhaps next year, Torch. Yeah, maybe in next year's pre-season. Yeah. Mm. Look, let's go to the next caller. You're talking to Torch here on Kudamin's Footy Talkback. Hello. No, this is the Guru. Guru Bob, I haven't heard from you for ages. Where have you been? I'm in Shanghai. Oh. But I'm also off to Eurovision Song Contest. Oh. So you're stopping over in Shanghai on your way to Kiev, is that right? Yes, and let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, big news from Eurovision. Oh, yes. Britain has voted to leave the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> really? I'd... Part of the Brexit deal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, <know> that. yes. <laughs> anyway, all right. Okay, back in Shanghai. Yep. There's been an upsurge in Toranas hooning around, <laughs> outrunning the cops. <laughs> But uh, we're going for pot in this one. Yes. Remember, as Napoleon said, trudging off the battlefield at Waterloo, he said, some of my French boys, they showed insufficient intent. <laughs> oh, really? And remember, old yes. saying. Yes. When pot plays sons in Shanghai, mm-hmm. 1.2 billion people in China shake their heads and say, what the flip's going on here? <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go to the next caller. It's uh, Kudamin's Footy Talk back. Uh, next caller, you're up. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Hello. No, oh, good Torch. Oh, who's calling, please? Caden. Caden, where do you call from? I'm, I'm at Mum's place today. And, yeah, and what suburbs that, the, that in? Um, it's Caroline Springs. Okay, Caden. Now, are you a football follower? Yeah, Barrackford Blues. Yeah, they're going very well at the moment, Caden. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, I saw the teams. Yes. And um, there's, there's Silvani's playing. Yes. And and then there's Silvani playing too. Yes. Are they brothers? No, they're not. I think they're I think they're cousins. 
Oh, yeah. is it is it like his dad or something? Because I know his dad played. His dad played, yes. Oh well, Jack Silvani's dad played. Oh, what about the other one? Well, I think his uncle played. Did his dad play? I'm not sure. <laughs> did his, did his not... grandpa play? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he certainly did. Was he Silvani too? He was, yes. <laughs> what about his grandpa? <laughs> Who's whose grandpa would that be? Silvani's grandpa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's been three generations of Silvani's. Yeah, what about what about his dad? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, uh, I think he was he was he came from Italy and he didn't play a lot of football. What? Oh, yeah. what about his son? Yeah, <laughs> 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 you started. I, <laughs> I think maybe we could talk to you off air and give you a family tree, Caden. Oh. What about, what, what about his dad? <laughs> All right. Yes. Look, I think we better. Yeah, the extra we'll, Sylvani has confused more than one person, yes. and even some Carlton supporters who know it all very yeah, well. Yes. Uh, next caller, you're talking to Torch. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, hey, Torchy. Oh, who's this? Yeah, Donnie here, mate. Donnie, calling from? No, calling from uh, down home, Devonport. Oh, you're not going down to Launceston for the game because it starts pretty soon. Yeah, we get there in time. Oh, yeah. What? How long does it take you to drive from Devonport to Launceston? Oh, I don't know. We're hoping they've got one of them free buses like they got on the Gold Coast. Oh, that's so right. That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Hey, mate. Yeah. Who's playing? Today? Yeah. Hawthorne and the Brisbane Lions. Uh, are they both quality teams? Uh, probably not quite at the moment. Well, me and Nobby are going to challenge. Yeah. We're going to challenge to put out all the captains or coaches that are interviewed after the football matches. Right. We we hear them all say, oh, well, you know, we knew it was going to be tough today or tonight because they're a quality team. Yes. Well, you, you, you just said they're not. <laughs> so the chance is first I was going to challenge every coach or captain in the league yes. when they come on after the game and say, we knew they'd be easy because they're not a quality <laughs> team. Here's a... here's a chance today. <laughs> That's a very good point, That is George. a very good point. Hey? Yeah, you're, you're right on the money there, Donnie. Because we were in the pub last night all night, me and Nobby trying to work out what makes a quality team. <laughs> all we hear is the, comment, the commentators all go, get... When, when well, Gary Wheatley comes on now, ask him. We will. He's, yeah. he's right there, and, and if stay on the line, yeah. uh, you, you and your friends down there in Tassie, because we'll be speaking to him in just a moment. Remember, remember Donny, they're all quality teams. It's just that some are high quality and some are low quality. Well, there's another challenge. Yes. We knew they'd be tough because they're a high quality team. <laughs> right? Yeah. Keep it simple for us oh, here in Tassie. We'll, 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 do our, we'll do our level best. And uh, amazingly, it's a Saturday. There is a footy game at 10 past two. And it's, it's between St Kilda and Carlton. I just hope that St Kilda come out wearing a St Kilda jumper and Carlton come out wearing a Carlton jumper. And I everyone will be happy. Uh, we will be happy. Uh, we cross to the grandstand commentary box at the Docklands now. Jared Waitley is in position. Any, any update on what jumpers they're wearing? I doubt you'll see the two traditionals. Oh. Oh. I really contemplated that in the lead-up. Oh, now, yes, I, I could... imagine Carlton will be in the all-white colours of the club. Oh. Well, I think I saw a photo in the press somewhere where they were wearing a pale blue one again. Oh. Jared, is this one of the biggest scourges in football? <laughs> one of the biggest scourges in football. Oh. Uh, there's many a scourge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but white jumpers. <laughs> and, and, yes. Um, see, I prefer the white to the yellow. Oh, yeah. The garish yellow does nothing for me. But, you know, what about, you know, like a Carlton jumper and a St Kilda jumper? That could work. 
Yeah, I suppose that harks back to the days of black and white telly when it was. Has, any, has anyone still got a black and white TV? <laughs> <laughs> Once you put the actual colours on, that's where your clash comes in. Uh, I guess. And Jerry, can you just clear up that listener's question? Are there eighteen quality teams? Oh, there's at least a couple. But <laughs> <laughs> Who have we got straight after the top of the clock? Uh, Peter Bell has caught the red eye across. He had a look at last night, so he'll give us a first-hand account of two quality teams and how they went about it. All the best. Good calling. We will be listening. Thanks, Jared Whateley and Grandstand. Right after this, it's good morning to Greg Champion. Come on, the crush. Torch Billy Baxter, Ian Coburn. Go catch tonight. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Andy Belez, and thanks to you for listening.